by His Son. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This Lent season has been pretty crazy as we are into our third worship service streaming online. We're still working out all the bugs, but here we are, evening prayer, trying to figure out how it works. Now, evening prayer this season is all about an American vision of God. They've called it moralistic therapeutic deism, and it has five beliefs. The first is that God created the world and looks down on it. The second is that God wants us to be good, nice, and fair, like all the major world religions teach. The third is that the goal of life is to be happy and feel good about yourself. The fourth is that God doesn't need to be involved in your life unless you have a problem. And the last one, the fifth, is good people go to heaven when they die. And tonight we're taking a look at that fourth one. The idea that God doesn't need to be involved in your life unless there's a problem. Now we all know the classic story. There is a man who is in a shipwreck. He is out and alone. He's clinging to a piece of driftwood. And while he's out in the middle of the sea, he can see nothing in all all directions. He has no food. He has no water. Everything looks terrible. And after a day of clinging to this driftwood, clinging out in the middle of the ocean, he cries out to God, Oh God, I know I haven't talked to you very much. I haven't gone to church. In fact, I've been kind of a bad guy. But if you would just save me this once, I will dedicate my life to you. At that moment, Something shows up on the horizon, a a ship coming by, and they spot the man on the driftwood, and they pull him out, and he praises God for about a day, and then it's back to life as usual. That is the perfect example of the way that people feel when they think about God and the necessity of prayer. God doesn't need to be involved in your life unless there's a problem. That's the therapist part of the moralistic therapeutic deism, is that as long as we're doing just fine, as long as everything is good or at least manageable, then we don't need to pray because, well, everything's fine. You don't go to a therapist if you're happy about life, if everything is doing great, You go to a therapist when you need therapy, when you need someone to help you. And so often that's how we see God, is that we we turn to him when things are bad and we ask him for help only at those times. Now here's how you know that this is the way we do things in the church. If you ever look at a church's prayer list, what are the things that people are praying about? It's all about bad stuff, isn't it? Somebody is sick. Somebody needs help. Someone is facing a difficult, uh, difficult problem. There's all sorts of family problems, different things like that that are going on. The list of requests is long and long and long. 
the list of thanksgiving? Pretty short, usually. Or what about the list of, of asking for guidance? How many times have we heard a prayer request where someone says, I have a big decision coming up, help me face it. Or even this one. A prayer request that says, everything is good in my life, God, please keep me focused. So often, we treat that relationship with God as if it's always going to be there, and then we can run to it if we have a problem. This idea that God would be here to help take care of our problems is very different from what Scripture says. In our two readings today, we have a different way of looking at God's relationship with us and our relationship with Him. The Ephesians reading is that classic passage about the armor of God. St. Paul says, put on the full armor of God, and there's the helmet and the shield and the breastplate and the sandals and the sword and all of that. But there's a reason he uses that, that metaphor. He wants us to stand. That having put on all of that armor, we will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now you might looking, look about at the way things are going right now. Coronavirus everywhere, everyone's sheltering inside. The church pews are empty. Sounds like evil, doesn't it? But I think that's not the time when things are most dangerous for us. See, St. Paul talks about a constant battle between the, the spirit working in us and all of the the evil, the demons, and the spiritual forces in this world. And the battle requires constantly being prepared. And so we look at this world and we look around and we say, yes, the devil must be attacking. He is doing all these terrible things. We're anxious and upset. And But I don't think that's quite the case. Isn't it true that when national disasters happen, it draws us closer to God? We look at our own mortality and we say, Oh my, look at at what I can't do. I can't control the world out there. I can't stop this disease. In fact, no matter what we're doing, it just seems to be getting worse. I need to turn to a God who can protect me. And even though there's all this evil doing this disease and people are dying, only God can keep me safe. And he promises that he can. He does it through Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for you, who rose from the dead for you, to give you the promise that because Jesus is alive, God protects you. God gives you his armor to keep you safe. And what happens is when you have that armor on, when you run into evil in the world, it actually makes you trust God more. And God uses his word and his grace to 
draw you closer to Him. But the dangerous time isn't when we're scared or hurt. The dangerous time for salvation is when everything is good. See, when everything is good, we start to think, well, you know, I don't really need to have this armor on right now. I can put it off to the side and wait. There are no enemies on the scene. There's nothing out coming to get me. I'll be fine. But what happens to a soldier who isn't ready? Sneak attack. See, it's even more important in times of peace and joy to be with God and in His armor. Because that's when God builds you up and strengthens you for the day that you need Him again. Strengthens you for the day when the devil attacks your spirit and soul so that you can cling to the armor that He gives you. Because that's what God does. He gives you His Word to place His very own armor on you. And that will protect you from anything that could try to come and get you. And how do we do that? How do we be continually connected with God? Well, it all comes through Jesus. That's what Jesus says when he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Being prepared being close to God, being sustained by Him comes from being connected to Jesus. And right now, we may be struggling with that. You aren't here to to give confession and receive absolution. It's been a week since we've offered the Lord's Supper. But you are here to hear His Word. You are gathered together around a computer screen somewhere or watching it on a TV, maybe even your phone. You're here to be sustained by Jesus' Word. Apart from them, you can do nothing. Because we need the grace He gives us. We need the love He gives us. But so often... It's during the times of great happiness, the times when we're we're overjoyed by things and everything is going well. That's when we say, I don't need it. But it's important for us to be sustained by God through His grace so that we can face good and evil times knowing that God is with us. And that promise that comes with it means that Our our Savior isn't about taking care of our problems now, but giving us life that lasts forever. It isn't about feeling good. It's about resurrection from the dead. And so, our whole life is pointed towards being connected to Jesus. Use whatever metaphor you like. He is the vine, we are the branches, and we are fed and sustained by Him. Or we are the church under constant attack by the world and by Satan, and God gives us the armor that we wait for Jesus. Either way, we can't just 
turn away from God until we need something. All we can do is constantly be turning towards Him to receive the grace that He promises us. In His name, 